But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words then maybe it's not Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Braith. It is Fans Forum, your chance to pop on the show and have your say. And the World Cup is finally over. Messi finally got his hands on the Golden Trophy. Well-deserved, uh, great final. Uh, both the star players turning up with uh, Messi uh, obviously winning the trophy, but uh, Mbappe are doing his bit with a fantastic hat-trick. The second person now, of course, to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final. Didn't have the uh, the opportunity, though, that uh, Sir Jeff Hurst did to, uh, to pick up the Golden Trophy this time. Uh, but all in all, a good World Cup. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are in the comments. And uh, if you want to pop on and talk about it, let us know. I'll chuck this one out there. Uh, penalties. What's your thoughts? Do penalties uh, settle a World Cup final? Is it really fair to go through all of that? Qualification, then the whole tournament, to get to the final to then have it decided by penalties. I was always more of a fan of the golden goal. Didn't last very long. I still think a golden goal um, would, would still settle the game just as well. Wouldn't put the onus or the pressure on those people who have to step up and take a penalty and miss it. Um, uh, you know, it, it's it's an interesting debate, but let us know what you think in the chat. And as I say, pop on. The link is uh, in the chat, pinned to the top, and it's in the description. Uh, you just need to click on that. Come through to the studio and we will get you on. Tom Lynch did see your comment in there. I have sent you a message on Twitter, mate. I haven't had time to check to see whether you got it. But I did send you Amanda's number from Shambles Travels. Not sure if she's running a course to Sheffield. But if she is, she will be able to accommodate you, I'm sure, mate. And, um, yeah, uh, if you struggle with that one, uh, I'll try and find a few others. Anybody else has got any bus or coach recommendations, then uh, drop them in the chat. Uh, obviously, you only post a number if uh, the, the number is in the public domain. Don't post somebody's phone number in the chat. If it's not, uh, give uh, Tom a follow on Twitter and maybe drop him a, a DM on there. Plenty of other things to talk about. I did manage to do a little review of Eddie Howe's press conference, which you can watch separately, but I will go over some of the talking points. And um, ESM is uh, clearly... You know, not going to struggle playing tomorrow, I don't think. It's whether he's selected, I think, is probably going to be more of an issue. But um, he was asked if uh, ESM was fully fit. Um, and, you know, the answer was, with regards to injury, just wait and see. Um, some some injuries are look worse, you know, you know, at the time. But then as, as, as days go by, you know, players look OK. So he was, he was you know, very, very cautious about giving away anything about tomorrow. And, and rightly so. Um, asked about Bruno and Wilson and Isaac. Uh, he said Bruno's fine and Wilson's fine. No issues with either of them. They just needed a little bit more time. Trippier and Pope were desperate to play yeah, in the friendly at the weekend. So that answered that question. Uh, also asked about uh, Isaac, which of course has um, you know been the the focus of everyone's attention over the last couple of days, with rumours that you know he probably won't be fit until January. Just basically said that they're taking the time with him, and I think that's what you want to hear. You want to hear that they're not going to rush somebody back, you know, aggravate an injury, and then he's out for the rest of the season. So that they're just taking the time with Isaac, nothing to be concerned about. And at some point, you know, he will get his opportunity like everybody else. But uh, they're assessing him. Day by day. He did reiterate later on in the press conference to Craig Hope that there is no problem at all with Wilson. So uh, no problems whatsoever with Callum Wilson. And uh, one would imagine uh, if he doesn't start tomorrow, then he certainly will be on the bench. He was also delighted uh, that Gareth Southgate had um, said that he was staying on with England uh, because it meant that he wasn't going to get asked the question if he was going to take the England job. Um, which, uh, you know, no doubt he would have faced that kind of question and uh, had Gareth Southgate delayed his decision. Uh, also asked about the cup competition. He said that they are going to treat this, or they are treating it and have been treating it like a Premier League game. Um, you know, the, the strongest team possibly um, will, will be put out tomorrow and that, um, you know, he is very conscious of history. Uh, and, and the fact that Newcastle haven't won a, a domestic trophy since 1955 or a European trophy since 1969. And that ultimately, from his perspective, you know, he, he's using that, you know, subtly, um, you know, with the players. And the players are fully aware uh, of, you know, the fact that the, the club hasn't won a trophy for so long. So, you know, one of those situations which um, can be used to, you know, to get the best performances out of players. And I think, 
also emphasising, as he usually does, how important the crowd is at St James's Park and how, how important the crowd has been. Uh, spoke very highly of Newcastle's uh, supporters, um, not only having this game sold out with you know three weeks to go, uh, but then also having a, fr- a, a friendly um, at the weekend where 34,000 supporters turned up, which was quite remarkable. Uh, and then on top of that, um, just referring back to the Chelsea game, uh, where he, he said that the atmosphere was was superb, how much of an influence it had on on the on the team. But he said it's a two way street, you know, that the club and the players have to perform on the pitch sometimes to get that kind of reaction. And I thought, you know, once again, he he, he you know he handled himself fantastically well in the press conference as he always does. Um, he also was asked about Lee Ryder saying that you know some people haven't taken this competition seriously. Has he always done so well? Of course, he said he had. Um, but also said that, you know, people were talking and, and Lee was talking about some people saying that, you know, this this trophy should be binned, you know, that it's 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 not a trophy which which is very exciting, doesn't get great attendances, etc. But he said it's very important for, for especially for Newcastle at this moment in time where they're going through the momentum and, you know, that they're, they're trying to become, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with. And he said it's a it, I guess he says when you're in Europe. Um, that it's a different ball game because you've got more games to play. Whereas this is, you know, this is quite a useful competition for teams that don't have Europe to to worry about. So, um, you know, a lot of emphasis on the fact of how aware this is, and then just a reiteration that it's, you know, he was aware of the history of the club not winning trophies. They do use it because it's a powerful motivation, but that they don't overreg it, and that you know that the players are aware too. Um, also uh, talked a little bit about Enzo Fernandez because uh, Alan Shearer, of course, had recommended that Enzo Fernandez, Enzo Fernandez, was it was a player that Newcastle looked at. Uh, Eddie Howe, uh, rather tongue in cheek, said, um, you know, he was watching the other side, and Keith Downey uh, did say that if uh, Lionel Messi was available uh, in January, uh, would it be a name he would add to his list? And he went, my God, don't start that rumor off. Um, also asked about the. Uh, also asked about the Christmas celebrations. Would the players be getting together and, and celebrating Christmas at some point? He said that they'd already had um, a couple of Christmas celebrations behind the scenes, uh, but they were now fully focused on getting their, uh, you know, selves back into, um, you know, back into the swing of things, regaining the momentum, something he emphasised a few times in the uh, the press conference, regaining the momentum, re-establishing the momentum and getting into the, the competitive games and start winning games again because you know essentially that's what we were doing before the season came to a, an impromptu end for the World Cup. Um, on top of uh, all of that, um, you know there was further confirmation when he was speaking to Simon O'Rourke from ITV that we have played another two uh, games behind closed doors, um, which of course adds to the one that we played against Middlesbrough behind closed doors. We played in Riyadh. We played the game at the weekend. But the other games again uh, against unknown opposition um, said that he could see now that we were physically ready, uh, for, you know, for the, for the restart in you know in in competitive games. Uh, he said the break for him and the players had been weird, um, but they've got to adapt. Um, and he did say that it hope he hoped it hasn't affected us because there is no way of knowing until you know we start kicking a ball around again as to, to how you know how it's affected the players. But I guess the friendly that we had at the weekend would have given us a, a, a bit of an insight into you know how it's affected some and how you know and, and how it's affected others. Um, Luke Edwards was asking him about Bruno in particular, just asked him the one question and you know how he was after probably a disappointing World Cup and how there'd been a little bit of criticism, you know, levelled at him by the Brazilian press. And he said that Bruno was fine and he was focused on the job ahead at Newcastle. Craig Hope also asked him about the um, about the World Cup and, and players that he may have seen and were the players that he might, you know, look to, to you know, to, to, to pick up uh, from the World Cup in, in the January transfer window. And he said, you know, quite simply that, no player will be signed on a, on a World Cup alone. He says nobody signs, um, uh, you know, a player just just by you know a, a display in a four week World Cup. He says because you have to analyze players, you have to analyze what they're like on and off the pitch, uh, and that takes uh, you know a lot longer than four weeks. And he's you know he basically said that from his perspective, you know that wouldn't be the case. Maybe different with other people, of course. Um, Again, Ian Murta from the Daily Star was was interested to see who he was going to play with regards to the team tomorrow night. I mean, 
he's never going to answer that question. Um, I've got a lot of time and a lot of respect for Ian, but he's never going to answer the question who who's who's going to play tomorrow. You know, wait and see is is more or less what he came back and said. And you know, also said he would be desperate to put out his strongest team. So you know, that's what that's really what we want to hear. Um, no real transfer news as such. Jordan Cronin uh, asked him a bit about um, Carius um, again. You know, a little bit of fishing, which journalists do. Um, you know, will Carius uh, start tomorrow night? You know, he went, well, he's got as much chance of starting as the other goalkeepers. Um, and then asked him, well, any progress on his contract? And the answer was, uh, you know, no. You know, there hasn't been any further progress, but, you know, talks will be ongoing and, and decisions will will need to be made with regards to that. Uh, I didn't catch the name of the journalist who asked him about the training facilities, but he was asked, you know, what, what you know, were the training facilities improving? What, you know, what was the, you know, was the noticeable, the work that had been done behind the scenes? And he said, yes, it is. And, and I admitted that they've now got a new dining area where the players are all eating together. Uh, which, which you know, which which is great. So you know the the little changes behind the scenes will of course make you know um, make a lot of difference to uh, you know to the first team at this moment in time. But uh, that's it in 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 essence. Uh, Eddie's press conference was twenty minutes long. I do like to do a little uh, you know a, a little update. So keep an eye on them. I'll do them up and. Uh, till the end of the season. Like I said, this is your show. Jump on if you want to. Uh, we've got Darren in the green room, uh, and here he is. Good evening, Darren. Hello, Paul. How's it going? All right, mate. Not too bad. Now, you weren't at the game, were you, at the weekend? I think i seen on Twitter. You decided to watch it on NUFC TV. Yeah, I, watched, I just watched what I was watching at home. But I watched it, but ESM, I've, ne- I've never been more convinced. He's not a, he's not a team player. He's, um, he does too much on the ball. He just didn't release it. And if that's yeah. where he's going to go on in a friendly, it's, Eddie Howe doesn't like that. You want to play as the work for the ball and pass the ball. And I, I'm not an ESM fan. I think we need to get, get rid of him. It's interesting because I, I mean, I was sitting with the lads, sitting with Steve Hasty and the guys at the weekend, and um, that was a topic of conversation as we were coming out the ground. I, I personally didn't think he had a very good game at all. I thought the first half it was better than the second. Um, I was disappointed, really, and I think he would have been disappointed as well. I tell you what, it looks like to me, Darren. It looks very much like he's trying to change the way that he plays, and it's very difficult to do that when you've played that way all your life. Mm. Um, we all know that. You know, probably the biggest criticism fans leveled at him in particular was that he would get into positions and where he should have laid the ball off, he would try and shoot and would waste an opportunity. Now, what he tries to do, he gets into these positions, and now when he when he should be passing and 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 you know laying the ball off, he's he's, he's just his selection's wrong. He's, he's making the wrong decisions, and I think I, I think almost like he's he is trying his best. He's not rolling around on the floor and all the histrionics as much. I just, I just think he's, I think he's struggling, mate. I, I feel like he's on, he's on trail, but on Eddie, mm-hmm. and everything he's doing is just, I mean, you, you know yourself, it's, it just doesn't look good. It's just, he's not doing nothing. Or he, he passed, he played well, or it's I don't know, just something's not right with him. And I think he's either not he's he, on the on the Bruce, he was the main man, as you were saying. Can he hack? Not being the main man anymore, and the team would do anything for or keep him happy. Because like we've got team players now, and I, I just don't think he can be a team player. That's that's me how I watch him. Because like, even if you drop now, like not playing, you're like, well, not too bad. I'll, somebody else will do a better job. It's it's interesting that you say, you know, from your perspective anyway, that he's he's not a team player. I think I just think it's, I think when you, when you've played in a certain way, it's very difficult to get out of that habit, and I think that's mm-hmm. that's half his problem. You know, he's struggling, to, he's struggling to adapt, and I think you hit the nail on the head with regards to he was I was he was a star player, but now he's not the star player anymore, and I think that's that's going to affect him as well. So from mm-hmm. from my perspective, I just think you know he'll never be able to change the way he plays and 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 I do think he'll end up being surplus to requirements and I know that's not what younger fans want to hear because he's you know the young fans that's been their hero for the last two or three seasons and I know what it was like when Peter Beardsley and Gaza left and I mean that was when Newcastle was a selling club mm. um when Chris Waddle left it was it was disappointing 
So I can understand the younger younger supporters who think, and, and some on social media make it quite clear, they think we, we bully ASM on here. We don't. We've got an opinion on a player, and we've been around a hell of a lot longer. We can see what we what we've seen with players gone by. I've 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 mentioned ASM in the same breath as Kieran Dyer. I think he's I think he's very similar to Dyer in the sense that Dyer looked great in a poor team, but when yeah. you put him in with good players, he didn't look half the player, and that, and that's the difference. Newcastle have got better players than the ASM now, and I think that's why he struggles. Um, we've been having this conversation on this platform since we started the show two years ago um, about ASM and. Even when you know, even pre-takeover, I wasn't a, I wasn't a huge ASM fan, but I can't see the flip side of bringing them on as a, as an impact player, and he can certainly change a game. But I, I, he's I don't dislike him, and and I'd, I'd love him to be able to fit in. I just don't think he rec- I don't think he I don't think he can demand a starting place in his current mm. form, Darren. Yeah, I, I totally agree, Steve. But, um, he's I don't know. He just doesn't look when, he, when he's in the stone team. He, he watches his attitude on the pitch, and he doesn't he doesn't do this, the, the 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 simple stuff right. Yeah, like and like you watch how much players track out of position, how much to work hard. Yeah, can you see? Can you see ESM doing that? Me personally, I can't. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I'm not having a go with him. I, I think in the past he's been a good player, but that was on a, a different regime. Mm-hmm. But now it's a total different kettle of fish because anyhow once. 11 it's about 11 players out there yeah who stand up for the team and work hard as a team I yeah. just don't I mean, think he I mean you you watched it on TV so uh, you know you're you're in the hands of the person who's covering you know covering the game the director of the cameras on that day mm-hmm. I watched DSM a hell of a lot on Saturday to give an honest opinion about him and I genuinely I genuinely thought he had a decent first half but the second half I thought he went completely off the boil Maybe it was because he was carrying a knock, you know, we're talking about it today in Eddie House press conference that he had, you know, he had a little knock and was he struggling a little bit. Um, but ultimately for me, I just don't think he'd, I, I don't think he'll start tomorrow. I'll be very surprised if he does. I think he'll it, was, be on the it, was, it was a spell in the second half. He was amazing when he came, when we played Cambridge in the FA Cup, how he kept on, kept on holding the ball and he wouldn't release it. And they're not getting tackled and get a, get the free kick or he lost the ball. Yeah, a few things. They're not we've done that a few things. What I've seen, like when I when I was watching it. Yeah, and no, they... I would agree. I would agree, mate. I would agree. I think from my perspective, I just I just hope that he can pick up, and then he can have a a decent second half of the season and really push on and and help Newcastle United not only qualify for Europe but win you know that first trophy. That that mm-hmm. for me would be would be fantastic, and you know he would at least he would leave a legacy. But I think Newcastle will be looking at replacing him. You know, probably in the summer. I'd be very surprised if he doesn't go in the summer, uh, because I just think Newcastle will will increase their squad, will bring other players in. And we'll bring better players in than than ESM. Gonna ask you about what I asked about about the World Cup. I mean, that was a great final, by the way, yesterday. Oh, it's unbelievable. It was a, a, a heavy bloke stream watching a, a game like that end to end. Well, eight percent first off was like all France, and then Mbappe just shows his quality, doesn't he? Five minutes of brilliant, two goals, bang, bang. But um it's a good yeah, game. I mean, I, I did I did have a laugh at India Willoughby on Twitter. Like, I mean, she she you know, she often comments on football and and to be honest. You know, she went there. Uh, has Mbappe turned up? And it was a tweet that didn't, it was a tweet that hadn't aged well 10, 15 minutes later when he scored two goals and then went on to complete his hat trick. So yeah. you know, but but I mean it was it was great, it was fantastic. But the, the question I asked earlier was just about penalties. Um, is that a fair way to, to you know to finish a World Cup final? Because you know, they brought they tried to bring the golden goal in a while back, and I, I thought the golden goal was great. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think I think teams have to go at you because you know, well, it's it, I always think that's a more exciting way. I just think it's it's awful for those people who have to carry that guilt, you know, for for, for their lives, really. That you know they didn't win the World Cup because they missed a penalty. Oh, no, I, I like to tell you, you know, Steve. Like, I'm not a fan. You of do. The goal. I'm, I, I don't. I'm not a fan of the goal and goal because I like you see it because they scored in France when they scored got another chance and they got a goal. You know what I mean? Like in the last five minutes. Time at it on in the first to send off every time they got in the goal and they just put drama onto the game itself. And like, and I, and like, I agree, it's pressure and all about it's nothing, but I've seen that. Like, and I like if you win, you lose, but it's just great dramas to see who's going to win or nerves on the day. And they've they, seen the uh, Aston Villa keeper, he's what he was doing, holding the ball away from 
to wind them up. You know what I mean? Just, just it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, Barry says, but Steve, the RG goalie got a chance to shine. He was amazing. Yeah, he got <laughs> as well, didn't he, for his bad sportsmanship. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, listen, it was a great final. Good to see Argentina win. I never thought I'd see of the day when I said that, but I didn't want, uh, I, I definitely did not want France to win that, even though they beat us. Um, but yeah, that's just the way it is. And um, the, other good thing is the other good thing is, these South Gates, he's staying on 40 for England, at least. Eddie Howe didn't get linked with that sort of job, so like that's a, probably a good thing. What we wanted to hear, and our def- our yeah. behalf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about tonight, mate? That's it, mate. See, I'm going to give them tomorrow. Are you there tomorrow? Yes, I'll be there tomorrow, mate. So we'll probably bump into each other. What, what's your, what's your thoughts and your prediction on tomorrow then? Because I mean, it was a tough game at the start of the season. Eddie Howe did touch on it in his press conference today. Um, obviously, just talking, you know, in depth about, um, you know, the. Newcastle performance last time was a little subdued. Um, he did say that they won't be underestimated in Bournemouth whatsoever, and it's been treated very much like a Premier League game. Uh, but you know, what what's your take on on tomorrow? How do you see it going? Um, I think they'll be. I think they'll they'll be up for it. The more they full house, the players like would get need to get maybe motivation back badly because against Chelsea we're on on a high. With the internationals break coming in, that's like they would have lost a little bit. So hopefully, they'll turn up and be up for it. And Harry Howell name us strong team tomorrow. And I think Wilson will be playing. So because I would, you can't lie on Wood, but it's um, I fancy I'm going for two one three one tomorrow. That's what I what I fancy. And I'm going to Leicester as well. So I'm 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 for a Boxing Day. Uh, down. Good stuff. Well, Steve Middleman says Bournemouth are suffering with a supposed virus. Not heard that, mate. So if that's true, uh, that can only help Newcastle's cause. If there's a few other star players missing, uh, but we will uh, wait and see. All right, mate. Well, thanks Bye. for jumping on, Darren. We will see you tomorrow and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you then, mate. Take care. Bye. Yeah, good to have Darren on. If you want to jump on, the link is in the chat. And it is uh, Vince next. How are you, mate? All right. Hi. How are you, Steve? Very good, mate. Good to see you. And... Uh, yeah, World Cup yesterday. What did you make of that? No, fantastic, mate. I mean, like, cause I've always, I've always been a Messi fan. I always thought he was brilliant, and I wanted him to do it. But um, for me, I don't even think France should be in the final. We were better than them, and Morocco completely outplayed them. They were just unlucky, and then they were there. And then for the first seventy minutes, you think, well, they just offered nothing. But then, like, says Mbappe, Mbappe stood up and then made it a great final. But it was a uh, yeah no it was fa- it was fantastic mate brilliant yeah I've got to be I mean I've got to be honest I, I agreed with Eddie Howe it was one of them games where you you know you you could potter on and do something in the background it, it didn't have your eyes it didn't have your no. eyes for best part of an hour and then it just suddenly just went into overdrive I mean it was probably because Argentina looked as if they had such a control over the game you know two 0 up cruising um, yeah. and then that penalty was given and suddenly Mbappe scores and you think oh hold on a minute there's, no. there's a bit of time left here. And, yeah. and then within a minute he gets it back to two two, and that just changed the whole, you know, the, the whole focus of the game. Fantastic, great to see, and and you know, an extra half an hour is like injury time gives you the drama as well. Do you yeah. agree with the yeah. penalties though? Are you a penalties fan? Well, like says, um, I kind of agreed with you with golden goal pre VAR, but imagine it now: you score a golden goal, then you've got to wait another two minutes. To celebrate, to see if someone's won the World Cup to VAR makes a decision. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, look, it's it's open to it's open to interpretation, I guess. And it, it's everybody's got different opinions. I just think penalties are just so cruel. Um, oh, you know, and yeah. it's got nothing to do with England suffering, you know, at the hands of penalty shootouts. It's mm. it's not that. I just think the World Cup final, the most prestigious football trophy in the world, gets settled on spot kicks after all that time and effort to get there. Um, it's the same as any cup competition. I just think. You know, golden goal. You know, teams have got to go out. You've got to go, out. and I think extra time sometimes can be can be can be gruesomely painful because yeah. clearly the teams, you know, aren't going to gamble because they know there's a penalty shootout at the end of yeah. it. I mean, it was the polar opposite yesterday, by the way, because both oh, yeah. teams both teams went hammering yeah. tongues and, and and went for it because they didn't want to take penalties. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it's 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 you know, lots of people, lots of people got different opinions on that. Uh, as for Newcastle. 
Uh, you'll have you'll have, you'll have probably heard me little review there from Eddie Howe's press conference. Um, yeah, you know, didn't really learn a great deal. We don't know, you know, what his starting lineup's going to be, of course, until till tomorrow. Uh, but any anything you want to see on Newcastle, Vince? Just I'm looking forward to begin again. Like says, yeah, the World Cup. Just it's been a weird time. Like says Christmas having the World Cup. <laughs> it's been weird, and then like having the break at the football, especially like says how well we've been doing, and the gap and all that. But I've I've had no worries because. We had a gap in the summer and we came back. We came back from that really well. And um, now, like I said, um, I'm looking forward to the cup game. And I think because the way we've been, the defence has been better than the last time we faced Bournemouth. All, all the team seems to have been improved since then. Like I said, I think, well, I think we'll, um, I think we'll do, I think we'll do like a 2 0 yesterday. Tomorrow, I think we'll do well. What's your thoughts on um, on ESM? I'm just reading your comment there. ESM can be class at times, but we need consistency and how needs to rely on the players to do the job. But can we fully rely on him? Blue Rhythm Boy says, I think Bruce would have treated them like Letizia was at Southampton. Just pass to ESM once you get the ball tactics. Also, let him get away with murder in training. Um, Blue Rhythm Boy also said, I agree, Steve. I think he's been told to pass more by Eddie Howe and he's not executing it right. He might not be Howe's bag. And Andrew said he was at the game, said he didn't do himself any favours. He's been improving. And on Saturday, it looked like he was back to his old ways. So ESM was tracking back on Saturday, says Steve. John also says this uh, the time to judge ESM is at the end of the season. Let's see what he contributes personally. I think he'll play a positive part between now and then. So lots of different opinions about mm. ESM, uh, Vince. I mean, you know, do you do you think this is do you think he's in the last chance saloon at the club? Do you think, you know, that John's right, the second half of the season is going to be crucial for his future at the club? No, definitely. Definitely, I think so. Like says um I'm a John like says, yeah, give him this bit, buddy. It's like it says that we need consistency. Look at all the other players who've stepped up and are giving them consistency, consistency through like long staff and everything. Everyone's stepping up, and that Eddie Howe needs to be able to trust these players. And ESM is just like like it says. He's um, I think he's just doesn't he doesn't know what he wants to do, where he wants to run on pass. Oh, he's like going to pass it. Oh, he's going to shoot. He's getting in his own head and all that. I think he needs. He needs to just try and settle down, but I definitely think, like John, yeah, Alex, I think this is um, if he doesn't step it up and all that, I think, yeah, in the summer, I think definitely, it'll go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just getting back to the World Cup, that's an interesting point, Stephen, and I don't know the answer. He says Argentine keeper kicked ball away, so ref books him. Penalty is taken and missed. Could the referee not have had the penalty retaken because the keeper's actions caused the miss? Possibly. Um, you need to check the FIFA rule book for that. Um, yeah. It wasn't um, like his boots. It had settled down. Like his, like the ball wasn't on the spot. Then the ball was on the spot, and then it was ready to go. Like his, it was. There's always a bit of that in the game. You, you're not going to stop that. That's always going to happen. Just that Martinez is a bit, bit uh, better at the cheeky the way he threw the ball away and all that. It's, it's yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, disappointing that Isaac's been out so long. He's been uh, he's back soon and firing like we know he can. Um, so yeah, I mean the Isaac injury as well. It's frustrating, Vince, isn't it? It is, especially when we, you you see him one like at Liverpool, just the way he went on, can take on, can finish. Like he's he's definitely good. I've I've seen him a bit for Sweden and all. He's definitely a good player. So it's just behind the doors. I mean, I know, like says, I've just seen the comment by Andrew Westy, Darth Vader outfit. Eh, not tonight, Andrew. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was Batman last week anyway. Like says, so, um, <laughs> Santa the week before. Ah, yeah, I know it's next Saturday as well. Like says, um, <laughs> but yeah, like says, um, I, I don't know. Like says, um, it is. It's it's a bit. We know we need um, that cover for Wilson if he gets, and that's what brought in Isaac. So all oh, great and all that. And then it has been a little bit frustrating, but we don't know. Is Eddie Howe just making sure? I mean, like says, he obviously wants to keep him for the Premier League and all that. Doesn't want to waste him coming back in a friendly and that and getting injured straight away and things like that. So. Is Eddie Howe just trying to keep things a bit close to his chest and doesn't want to give things away? Like, he won't give things away tomorrow night, his plans and that. Is Isaac, like, is he thinking, right, okay, they won't say it and then bring him in? You just don't know at the moment. It's a bit up in the air. BT says, Bournemouth players are affected by a bug, with O'Neill conceding that eight to ten of his stars were not able to train. Gary O'Neill says, Barry has admitted he'll have to make a number of last-minute selection calls for Bournemouth's Carabao Cup tie at Newcastle after a virus has swept through his squad. How are the lads? Interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Blue Rhythm Boy, uh, getting back to the penalty, says both teams are likely to be similar levels. Steve Penn's might be the only way. Some would play for a year 
uh, be too evenly matched. I like penalties. So, uh, yeah, as a single yeah. I like penalties. Stephen Parker, good to see you the other day. He says, uh, Newcastle's going to have to be careful tomorrow as they've just had a takeover as well. So, players could uh, try to shine before the transfer window. And Barry says, Newcastle will turn to cryotherapy chamber. Benton deal with a packed Christmas programme despite the plummeting temperatures. Newcastle United will take the plunge in temperatures of minus 100. <laughs> Poor Bruno. <laughs> um, before I come to the ads, uh, Napoli have insisted that they have no interest in selling, and this is a great name, isn't it? Kavarat uh, uh, Shelia. Is that right? Yeah. I'll, I'll let you try that, Steve. I'm Amid, amid speculation. Well, again, he's been. He's been linked with us all the way through, yeah. you know, the, the the World Cup. Um, you know, again, it, it's interesting. We'll be looking at that yeah. from the um, we'll be looking at that from the the perspective of the transfer show in January. So I'm sure we'll have lots of talk about him. And lastly, on ESM, uh, ESM is an enigma. He could be another player whose talent might not be able to be unlocked at this. Yeah, point. yeah you never know. And could be Mal true. Grinch doesn't mm. like his diving antics. He's also uh, glass to injury prone. Uh, it is time to sell. Lots of interesting points on that. Anything else you want to bring up tonight, then, Vince? Uh, no, not to think of. But I think my ESM wears all them bandages. He's sponsored by Boots. Next is him. That's it for me, Steve. Good to see you, mate. Take care. Yeah, you too. Take we'll care. Bye bye. Good to have Vince on. Uh, we're going to have a quick ad break. Then it's Kev. A big thanks to all our sponsors. First off, Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 email inquiries at skipsandbins.com, website skipsandbins.com, easy contract free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD hemp and cannabinoid specialists. You can find them at thegohd.com. And thanks to Mr. Vicky's Sources. They are handmade in Cumbria. And you can find more information out on their website, mrvickys.co.uk. And if you want to order any, email info at mrvickies.co.uk or telephone 01768 210102. Big thanks to Blowhole Brewery, a new beer uh, made on Tyneside. The cans are all designed in the colours of Newcastle United strips from days gone by. Black and white there, the purple and blue and the good old-fashioned blue from the entertainers' days. Have a get. More information on the Blowhole Brewery range, such as Geordie Juice from blowholebrewery.co.uk. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the technical side of things and video side of things. And thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who do our website, nufcmatters.com. If you want to subscribe to the show, then all you need to do is click the subscribe button below. You can also hit the thumb up, which does us a favour, by liking the video and click share to share to your social media such as Twitter and Facebook. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes and Spotify and the rest. And if you want to contribute to the show, use the QR code. It takes you straight to the membership pack and you can join the channel. What do you get for your membership pack? You get a scarf, a cup, a pen and a membership card and entry into the monthly draw. You can also make a donation by hitting the dollar sign in the chat tonight. We also give you something for free if you subscribe to the show. To get your car sticker, email john at nufcmatters.com and he will post you one out. We also support the food bank on this show. And if you want to make a virtual donation to the food bank, then go to nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk and make a donation today. On our website, we've got lots of T-shirts, cups, pens, you name it, memorabilia, if you want to buy it and support the show. For Christmas, we have the Bruno Christmas Jumper which is selling rather well. And we'll have the bobble hats. Play like Almiron, Bruno's Magic, and Bruno's 39, and Joe Linton's J7. Get yourself to nufcmatters.com to buy them today. If you want to buy people a ticket for one of our events next year, we've got an evening with Steve Howie, which is Friday the 24th of February at the Tyneside Irish Centre. Tickets are £50 from nufcmatters.com or newcastlelegends.com. And you can also buy them on Woucher before Christmas. Get somebody a bargain and a nice Christmas present. Peter Beardsley is on on the 10th of February at St. Dom's Catholic Club in Newcastle. Tickets available direct from the venue. And for this one, Friday the 2nd of June next year at the Grand Hotel in Gosforth, 6.30 start. An evening with Rob Lee, Lee Clark, 
and John Beresford. To book tickets, contact Natalie at healandtour.org.uk or visit their website, healandtour.org.uk forward slash events. If you're looking for a Christmas present and people like a book, then get yourself NME from the Bender Squad to the Gremlins or the last remaining copies of Black or White, No Grey Areas, Lee Clark's autobiography. And you can get them from www.badboysbooks.net. And getting back to the comments, John says, uh, how saving Isaac is a surprise inclusion in one of the games soon. I'm sure you never know. You never know. Don says he could be right. And Andrew just says, I hope so. How keeping him under wraps. It'll be interesting to see when he comes back. Certainly will be. That would be uh, a bit of kidology on his be uh, on his behalf. Blue Rhythm Boy says, also a left back. Do you expect Target to claim that spot back now? Definitely not, mate. Not after that uh, performance um, at the weekend. Uh, I don't think anybody did it. I don't think many players did themselves any favours in that game. I've got to be perfectly honest. I don't think Eddie Howe will have seen anything to, to want to change it. I think you'll... I wouldn't be surprised if Lascelles starts alongside Bruno and I'd be very surprised um, if if it's not Trippier at right back and Dan Byrne at left back. Um, will Miggy play tomorrow? He was suffering from muscle fatigue, potentially. We don't know who the, the pre-season friendlies were, the, the kick around in the training ground either. There was rumours coming out that potentially there might have been an injury or two there, but that's all it is. It's rumours. There's nothing getting out of the club these days. So, you know, from our perspective, you know, I, I just think, you know, I just think there's, you know, the only way we'll ever find out is when the team is announced. That's it. Okay, I'm going to bring Kevin. Good evening, mate. How you doing, mate? You good? Very good, mate. Very good. How are you? Uh, full house. Mum flew in yesterday from, from England and immigration and took forever. And, you know, just then my other in-laws were in town, just a house full of people around this time. It's just crazy, mate. So it's nice to be on for a little respite and... Ah, fantastic, mate. Did you manage to catch the friendly at the weekend then on TV? I did, yeah. I had to get up rather early, you know, being five hours behind and all the rest of it. But I sat there and watched it and I kind of wish I didn't really. To be honest, I thought it was a bit of a, a bit of a bore, to be fair. But it was a typical friendly. But, hey, a win's a win. Just keep You've, nailed that it You've nailed it there. Typical friendly, wasn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, any, any, any standouts for you or anything that you <sighs> want to say about any of the players? I'd... I'd uh, yeah, my target's own goal because it was a great finish when he slid in. I mean, he's, <laughs> no, because he said uh, he put out a tweet and he said, "Yeah, back out and run now." And I was almost retweeted or responded. and said, "Yeah, but you slid in, putting in the wrong net, you know, just for a bit of bit of banter." Not, yeah, of um, I don't know. I think he's he's Eddie's trying to figure out. Obviously, starting eleven tomorrow, getting players minutes and stuff like that. But I think it was just a good out, a uh, good run out all the way around. Um, players needed it, you know, resting certain players being. Just a clever manager, like I've said before, you know, you're with the Wilsons of the world, not playing him, not really worried about that. Like you said yesterday on the professionals, Kieran Trippy just wants to play football. I mean, he could play for us under league side. He'd be quite happy to do that. He just wants to play. And so that is what that is. But I was just more concerned with Jamal ourselves. I just, I'm rather uh, concerned of the depth that we have there outside of Fabi Shaw and Sven Botman, to be honest. Um, I just didn't think he looked comfortable at all. Even though they give possession back to him quite comfortably, the ball went long. He just headed it, just to head it. He wasn't composed. You know, it, it was just that was the only real standout as a negative in in the performance. But overall, I thought the first goal was a good goal. But we just didn't stamp the authority on the game like we normally do. It was just back to we'll keep the possession. We'll, we'll give they'll give us the ball and we'll try and you know just ease our way into the game when it's not like a. Carabao Cup or a Premier League game where we really need to put the the second nail in the coffin to get that second goal and be more comfortable uh, further. But yeah, it was it is what it it is what it is. You know, they just they need games. That's that's the biggest thing. What we need, regardless who you play, who who's in what position, whatever. I thought Carrius might have started, but you know, it's not a bad replacement. How Nick Pope coming in, stepping in, in in between the sticks, you know. So it is. You know, we'll see what happens tomorrow and who we start eleven is. It's interesting you, you say that, you know, about Pope and Trippier. I mean, he covered in his press conference today, essentially saying that, you know, Trippier and Pope both wanted to play. Bruno and Wilson, you know, clearly wanted a little bit more time off. So, you know, he, he, he's clearly listening to, to the, you know, 
you'd be listening to the experts, you know, and you know people who analyze, you know, and and, and the, the, those who look after the players' welfare, but also listening to the players, which is which is key. I've got to be honest. I thought Carrius would have started yesterday. Um, he may start tomorrow. I mean, this this is yeah. the thing you you can never second guess Eddie Howe's team. It's interesting what you say about Lascelles. Um, I, I don't think he had a particularly bad game. I don't think I don't particularly think, even though the eighth place in La Liga, Real Vallecano played that well. I mean, in the first 15 minutes, they could have been blown away. Newcastle mm. just seem to be capable now of, of, if they get one, they get another quite quickly and they can finish teams off, which is something we've not had for many, many years. But I, I thought Lascelles, the only time he looked uncomfortable was when he had time on the ball. And that's always been the way. He's mm. always been a panic error, a flap error. He, he can never, you know, give them up, give him the ball at his feet and some time to think about it. He's terrible. Right. A ball coming in, and you've got to clear it and get it out of there. And the cells will do that all day for you. Um, and he'll run through a brick wall for you. And he's a grafter, but he's, he, you know, he's way down the pecking order in that centre half in that centre half <clears throat> category. However, he may well just play against Bournemouth. Um, I'd be well very be. surprised if he doesn't play Dan Byrne again and Botman and uh, Lascelles and probably Trippier. I think that'll be your back four. Yeah. And I think he might go with Carriers in goal. He may I, well. He may well do, because, uh, again, I watched the game in Saudi. I got a bit of a dodgy youtube type uh, Arabic stream, whatever, and um, which was quite interesting listening to that commentary because it is what it is. But I just wanted to see the game just to see how, again, how we played. But I, I was, and I, who I spoke to, I said, I'm really comfortable with Karius back there. He just looks accomplished, knows what he's doing, plays with his feet. And he's a he's a big guy. He's a big lad. He's you know different. He's a different type of keeper. The Pope Pope's gangly and long. You know, got good range. But he's um, Kyle seems rather really athletic, and it seems to command that area. What you need to do. So I wouldn't be surprised at all um, if he's in there um, again. I agree with the back four and agree with that. That's my what my comment was about Lascelles. Is he's got too much time to think about it, and that's his downfall. You know. Probably again, a lovely lad, run club captain, does everything what you are told he, he's, he's told to do, which you want. But he just he's just a step below, a couple of steps below what we really need and what we're looking for. But hey, I'm, again, I'm not Eddie Howe and playing players where this who I think should be playing. But um, midfield is going to be interesting. Um, who he's going to play in there? I thought Joe Willock just ran his legs off. Um, and with Sean Longstaff's great finish, he's getting on the score sheet again, even though it's a friendly. Now we need to continue that tomorrow. I didn't know about the Bournemouth uh, illness stuff, so that should be interesting to see how they approach the game. Is it going to be the same as where they came up here and just sat in and frustrated us and it's up to us to break us down, break them down? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The def- defensive side, of the, de- defensively, I'm not too worried about how we're going to play. It's more on the attacking, on the front foot, how we're going to break Bournemouth down tomorrow. That's That's the... That's the issue I have. Yes, I I seen Chris Wood run. You you praise him. You know he's running around. Yeah, he's, again target man. I, again you could change the way, change tact and go long, play long into him and play players off of him, which I think might you know surprise Bournemouth because you, you you just don't know. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens tomorrow, and it's going to be very interesting to see who he picks based on what we have coming up on uh, what next Monday. So, um, so yeah, we'll see what what what's going to happen. Yeah, Howe said he wouldn't take this. You know, he wouldn't take Bournemouth for granted. You know, he's going to show them the respect that they deserve. And you know, off and and also mentioned that um, it was a rather subdued performance against Bournemouth last time out. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they came up here. It was a, it wasn't a great game. Um, you know, the, the left here with a point. So you know, we can't underestimate them. Oh, absolutely not. They're a Premier League side. They're there for a reason. You know, so they've got. I guess they've got. You know, don't know too much about them, but good Premier League levelish players. You know, mid to lower half, and Gary O'Neill's done well to turn that turn that ship around because that was sinking in a hurry. And you know, he's done well to stabilise them. But again, I think they'll be very difficult to beat. It's just the the attacking um, nous that we'll have to you know have that little bit of extra quality. And I don't know who's going to provide that. Because again, I agree with you. The ASM, I think he just ran down. One way streets on uh, on what day was Saturday, in my opinion, and there was no end product. And I've said that previously that there was no end product. Even he shots, yes, he got a shot off, whatever. But I mean, I didn't really 
test the goalkeeper to be honest it was yeah just got to get, had a shot he had a shot but uh, i mean from there from with his quality he should really be scoring but i don't know it's it, it again it's just the, the the final third element which is going to be obviously make or break the, the, the cup tie and see who's going to go through yeah what's your prediction for that then mate i think we might sneak like a, i think oh, i'm not going to do a super i'm not going to go a three one because i don't think we'll have that impetus we might hey we never know but i think it'll be a, a well, two two nil goal in two each nil. half yeah and it'll be a methodical performance again minutes into legs and move on to, uh next monday okay uh mr anderson says it was good to meet him the other day Stephen. he goes i think the rod stewart and the jam selections at the dog and parrot bro more entertainment and the friendly big up dj wraith yeah i enjoyed myself on uh saturday mate it was good to meet you roger says anyone else think wood was dropping back a bit too much in the weekend what do you reckon about that Kev? Yes and no, because of just the way the, the the pace of play that we were playing at, it seemed like again it was methodical and it was slow. Um, so obviously he wants to drop in and like Harry Kane does because he wants the ball, of you know and bring players in. But you know I tell my centre forwards is playing as a, a number nine, stay high, stay there, be patient, and we'll get there. But the the, the four ball's got to be about a lot better. The entry ball into the final third's got to be better for to playing like with a Chris Wood because that's what he feeds off. That's what he, that's his trade and getting balls wide, getting them into the box. And again, that's the, the said, like I said before, the quality element and how can we actually unpick that low block, what they're going to be playing more than likely if he drops in and then he's just going to fill gaps and fill space, which he doesn't need to do. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just tell him to stand on the defender's toes and just pin them up higher and drop them deeper and see what happens. He's not brought in to, uh, to do anything than batter, batter defenders in the no, submission. He's... That's what Chris Wood's there to do. Brian Parker, Brian Parker, I haven't seen this, by the way. He says, the French press are alleging that Argentina's third goal should have been choked off because there was more players on the field of play than allowed. <laughs> Sour grapes. Good old French. I didn't even see the extra time, so I can't, no comment. I had to go working. So um, I missed the best bits, I think, <laughs> again. But um, I mean, hey, look, it is. It's the World Cup final. You know, you're going to always get that fitness at the end of it all and what woulda shoulda coulda type of thing this happened that happened whatever it, hey, look they made it they made the big dance it is you know they got there they just didn't have the final quality again to, to see argentina off are you a fan of penalties kev yes and no i've been involved in many of them missed in them scored winners in them um both on coaching sidelines and on playing playing side of it uh I do not don't again it's uh, I like the psychology of it I like the, the the drama of it but again with what you said earlier about the golden goal I think you know it's uh, this is uh, for me if it was an extra time or a golden goal it's going to be a risk factor a risk element you know and like it's and again it's you know subjective opinion but I I would I would stick with penalties I didn't like the golden goal and the silver goal goal then golden goal and whatever other goal we're going to have but because um, you could play ninety minutes and ninety-one minute, next minute later, you that's it, game over, and, they, and you haven't got that opportunity to get back into the game. So I can say both ways. I can say it either way. But penalties for me, just for the dramatics. Stephen Armstrong says, "Would we risk carriers in case it goes to pens?" I still think uh, I still think you'll get a run out. And I know somebody earlier in the chat said, "I don't think he'll play carriers because he played Wood at the weekend." Um, yeah, I mean, there's arguments for both. Um, I guess Eddie Howe will decide who, who is best adapted to this game. And yep. um, I think he, I, 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 you look at it, he did say in the press conference today he'd play his strongest team, and his strongest team is Pope and Goal, I guess. Yeah, I mean, unless there's other reasons, other ideas, what he's come across with tactically or whatever's going on within the camp, you know, like you said, in terms of recovery periods from World Cups and. Other little niggles, you know, muscle injury, you know, this or that. Yeah, play your strongest eleven, whoever you got available, and that's that's the team you're going to go with. That's the team you're going to go with. What you believe at that moment in time, and again, who are we to judge? Uh, Eddie Howe from what he's done with his decision making so far. Steve's a bit cynical on the old Isaac statement today. He says assessing <laughs> Isaac day to day to see he's not until February. I mean, <laughs> I mean. You know, I think Mitch described it the other night when we were on the professionals. You know, he said he was explaining to us that it's probably been a second degree tear. This the mm. the initial the the initial assessment said first degree tear, but 
second degree tear. Now I'm no medical expert, but I know that the second degree tear is worse. And yeah. and clearly they're just being very cautious and very careful. They've spent a lot of money on this player. The last thing they want to do is is put him out too early and and end end his first season. Yeah. Totally agree, and uh, and uh, you know, a bit of a sports scientist, that's what my degrees in. Yeah, that that's going to take a little bit longer to recover because it's just further extended the muscle belly and and into a, a worse injury, obviously. But I'll just keep them do what they're doing with them. I mean, like Mitch said about the New Orleans Saints, Michael, the Thomas guy who plays down there, it, it, and we get every bit of information what goes on. We know what's happening, why you're injured because it's this constant reporting of that that sport you get sick of it to be honest but at least you know you know but at the same time understand in football well it's a nigger list and that but you know i would just keep him under wraps get him on grass when he needs to get on grass get him kicking the ball because within the depending on where it is within the thigh that could you know you got four yeah four muscles in there which are the major you know where you generate power from and that's a major kicking muscle so even if he's just struck a ball and it's reco- recovered, and if he strikes a ball like a you know long distance pass or a shot or whatever, then it could potentially go again. It's that volatile of a muscle. So um, yeah, just just to, you know wait until the end of you know end of, middle of end of January, see where he's at. Then we've got to, again, like Mitch said, and, and I completely agree. You've got more games now at the end of the season, the, the run in, if you will, to compete in. Tuesday, Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever it is, and it's going to take a toll. So we'll need the squad. So I would, I would just, yes, he cost sixty-three million pound, whatever it was, but at the same time, I would just, just let the medical staff do their job, let the muscle heal properly, um, get him on grass, just doing light ball work and this and that, and then gradually over time, get him into full training, and then you know use him when we need him. But I think we're quite comfortable where we are at the minute with that, even without him. We got where we are with that one, pretty much. So that's mm. that's just my little thing. So I would I'll just keep it as it is. Just let a, them. A big thank you to you, Mister Pocket, uh, for uh, or Mrs. Pocket, <laughs> uh, for for giving us that information earlier. Well, your opinion earlier, uh, Steve Middlemiss, You are right. A muscle tear never heals the same. Normally needs an operation. And uh, this one from Stevie uh, Renforth. He says, hi, Steve. Been a while. How's things? All good, mate. It's what's going on with ESM. He has another knock again. Yeah, Eddie Howe played it down in the press conference today, said that um, it wasn't too serious and sometimes injuries can look worse on the day, but when they have time to uh, recover, um, that things can look a lot better. So clearly not as bad as we thought it was. Barry asks, um, do you think our young Australian signing will get into the squad for the second half of the season? He played at the weekend, Barry, and he um, he had an assist to his name. Um, so I genuinely believe that they're buying him as a as a a potential fringe player. Um, he's certainly world class. Um, he's been the World Cup, so you know from from our from our perspective, um, we're, we're signing somebody who should be higher than a, a an academy player. Somebody who's you know probably have an opportunity to go in. He's he's just got to hit the ground running when he gets here, Kev, hasn't he? Yeah, and just integrate him into into the squad a little bit and get him acclimated to how. Newcastle United, want, we want him to play. Where is he going to play for us? You know, again, that's a nice problem to have. And I haven't seen much uh, too much of him. But it, he sounds like a real um, forward player, centre forward, whatever you want to call it, across the three. Again, it, it's just tacking another attacking option that can bring something different. But um, for me, I, I, whenever he gets in into the club, I, is he into the club already? Did he join? It? Is he here already? I, I, yeah, I mean, I mean, basically, that you know, yeah, he comes in January, so you know, it'll it'll be. So it'll... I would, I would potentially not just put him out on a short-term loan deal. Hmm. You know, just to get him English football. I mean, Australian is different; it's a different type of environment. But I mean, I'm not saying he's the strongest lad in the world, but at the same time, you know, you've got to. Look at it where can let him get not kicked and you know may, play against men a little bit and um get his feet on firmly on the ground somewhere on loan what league one somewhere like that local close by or whatever just something where he can get game time playing because I don't think you probably get that at the back end of the year um and then get in get him into the preseason in the summer get him a full preseason within the, within the first team squad and then have a look at him fully next season. 
Mark, you've got a good point. He says, how did the medical team miss this? Could they do it again? I mean, it's a lot of money, uh, a lot of money to spend. Uh, did yep. they miss it? Was, it? was it an issue before he got here? I mean, there was talk that he did it in the, uh, the you know, playing for Sweden, wasn't it? And, and, you know, I mean, potentially it, it could be something we've missed, but, but it may not be. Uh, it, it, it's, that, it's hypothetical, that. Yeah. I mean, he could have partially recovered, just pushed his recovery not too hard but en enough to where it was it wasn't fully recovered and then it'll go further again like i was saying the muscle belly didn't um, the muscle didn't recover fully and, and grown stronger or you could have just done it in the gym done it like with weights or leg what leg press stuff or what anything to just generate strength for that and it could have gone there and it could have made it worse depending on the activity what they've done so i wouldn't say missed it i, I think it, the um not it's just one of those you know it's a muscle injury you know you can't you know the, the, the finely tune these these players so any small little thing any small little twinge could that could be it they could like the hamstring they could be out for six weeks you know then it, or whatever the muscle injury is ligament injury is it, it just it, i don't think they miss it at all i just think they've maybe just done some certain activity and it's gone or kicked the ball or done something Good old ass double toe at home. And I feel like I'm not going to be out for six months with a broken toe. You know what I mean? So it, it's something like silly as that, but it, it could it could be well true. You know, yeah. so I think that's just subjective and potential could have maybe possibly. Yeah. Well, you've already given us your prediction for uh, tomorrow night. Like it'll be a, it'll be an interesting game. It's the biggest game of the season so far. Let's yep. hope that uh, Newcastle United could come out victorious, get into the uh, quarterfinals of the cup, setting ourselves nicely up with the Premier League. Obviously, we'll have a, a Premier League game uh, before. Uh, we'll have two actually before uh, before we do the next fans forum. So, how do you see these two games going over the uh, the Christmas uh, period? Who got after Leicester? I can't remember. I've got. Who got after we've got we've got two corkers uh, over the Christmas period. Awesome. We've got Leicester on Boxing Day, which will be live on Amazon Prime, right. and then we've got Leeds United on oh, New yeah. Year's Eve That's at right. home, three o'clock kickoff. Leicester, I think, will get. Uh, I think they'll score um, two-one win, and I think at home, I think we'll Leeds are on the up. Jesse Mars has done a pretty decent job there, even though he's. Americanized the club a little bit in his antics and whatever. But um I'll go three 0 at home against Leeds and I'll go two one two one win away at Leicester. Fantastic. And now our next fans forum will be second of January, uh, which will be the day before Newcastle go for a potential potential I say top of the table clash against Arsenal. Um, yeah, we beat them seven three like they did on us like seven three <laughs> a year ago. <laughs> Kev, thanks very much for joining us, mate. Have a fantastic Christmas with the family. Yeah. See, you, see you in the new year, mate. You too, mate. Merry Christmas, everybody back home, and uh, have a great one. Take care, mate. Thanks for Cheers. jumping on. Bye bye. Don't forget, subscribing to this channel couldn't be easier. Go down there, there's a little NUFC Matters circular badge there. Just roll your mouse over it or whatever you need to do with uh, any of your computers, your phones, whatever. And if you just go to subscribe, hit the subscribe button. Dead easy. Um, I did a, I looked at the analytics of this channel a while back and only 50% of the people watching had actually subscribed. If we got to 100%, we'd get to that 50,000 mark very quickly. Um, since I started explaining this as a different part of the show, people have started to realize how to do it. It's free. It costs you nothing. There's no inconvenience, but it does help the channel grow. We've pulled in an extra 200 subscribers in the last couple of weeks uh, just by me explaining that. So please you do one thing for us on this channel and you do enjoy the content, we're on seven nights a week. Lots of variety, lots of different shows. Uh, hit the subscription button and let's try and hit the 50,000 mark. It'd be great to do it before the end of the year. Um, I'll do a little check now and tell you exactly where we're at. We are at 49,485. 49,485. So we are 515 subscribers away from hitting the 50,000 mark. It would be great to do it this year. Uh, please spread the word. If you click share and share it to your social media, your Facebooks, your Twitters, uh, even your LinkedIn, um, just a little recommendation. If you're a Newcastle fan, hashtag NUFC, follow this page. It'd be great to do it. You can even share it to Instagram. Um, but just give it a share. Uh, pass it on to your mates. Stick it in your, in your Newcastle United WhatsApp groups. 
It'll be a big help to us. It'd be great to hit the 50,000 mark before the turn of the year. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Thanks, as always, uh, to the moderators as well. Uh, absolutely great, um, you know, the, the forum. And, and, and it, like Saturday, managing to meet Mr. Anderson. Great to see him. Um, a lot of people seeing, uh, saying hello and, and lots of people coming in. It's great. Nelly in remission. Good luck with your your battles, but uh, thank you for sub, uh, subbing. Joe is good. Um, Joe will be back in the new year, Tom. Uh, he just had a, a bit of time out, and um, you know, whenever anybody asks for two, uh, like you know, for time out, uh, from my perspective, it, it's always you know, it, it's always taken for granted that they can have the time off that they need. So there we go. Merry Christmas. God bless you and your family as well. Uh, yes, hopefully, mate, we can do it. And I constantly endorse the stream. Thank you, Tim. Great to have you all on. Uh, I'm back in the morning, 10 o'clock, live with Ross Gregory. Uh, so hit the subscribe button. I'm going to stick it up now. Uh, hit the hit the reminder, hit the bell, and um, that will be it. No problem. Thank you, Nelly, in remission. Take care. Good night. God bless. Have a great night tonight, whatever you're doing. Uh -huh.